listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table. Due to the suspension of all liturgies and gatherings within the Diocese of Rupert's Land, we have been unable to gather for our Wednesday evening Lenten series. However, we were able to record a conversation with this past week's guest, the Reverend Vincent Solomon. Vincent is a member of the Norway House Cree Nation, a priest of the Anglican Church of Canada, the urban ministry developer for the Diocese of Rupert's Land, and in that capacity also the pastoral leader and priest to Epiphany Indigenous Anglican Church. We thought it made sense to try to continue these through unsettling days just to provide a little bit of normalcy. So as best we can, in the coming weeks, we will present recorded conversations or presentations by our other scheduled speakers. Do stay tuned. I'm your host, Jamie Howison. So Vincent, thank you for making time to do this in the midst of very uncertain times. Thank you. So, well, my calling actually started when I was... 10 years old, I think it was. Did I ever tell you this story? I don't think so. No. I I was 10 years old. I was sitting at the back of the church, and I could see clearly, you know, everything. And my mother was sitting right next to me. And and, and the preacher was preaching whatever it is that he was preaching about. (laughs) I have no idea. And then all of a sudden, I I was sitting there trying to be good because I knew that I would get into trouble with my mom if I if I wasn't and and so so I looked up just at that moment when he was still preaching and it was like this voice not it wasn't an audible voice really but it was it was it was a voice anyway that I that I could hear and 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 said one of these days that's what you're going to do and 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 so I mean 10 years old like I mean you know it was a bit interesting and spooky a little bit but but that never really left and and so when i became a teenager i stopped going to church which many teenagers do yes because it was very boring you know we still had the the old prayer book back then a lot of it i couldn't really understand and so i came one day and i was still reading my my bible and i was still praying and and so i never really left that part of part of who i was or who i am and and then one time this is a bit one of the more hilarious parts of the story i was reading he who does not have the son does not have the life but he who has the son has the life i okay. think that's from first john and then the other one was when jesus said there is no one righteous except the father and and so i'm, I'm going of course come on right I, i'm not bad i'm a good person I haven't done anything wrong. How can how can this possibly say that that there is no one righteous? So my mother was calling me and said, Vincent, yelling away, Vincent. I said, What do you want? I'm reading my Bible. She said, Vincent, come here. You need to take the garbage out. So I I was just ticked off, and I went, ah. So I grabbed the garbage bag and and took it outside. And, and there was a, uh, we had one of those uh, German shepherds at the time, so I just kind of scooted it out of the way and threw the, the garbage bag into the bin. And I said, ugh, right? 
came back in. I said, don't bother me anymore. I'm reading my Bible. <laughs> so I went back in, and what did it say? Well, it said, there is no one righteous, not even one, right? And, and at, at that moment, I knew of my own unrighteousness and, and of my own need um, for Jesus. And he who does have the Son does have the life. And so I, there and then, I just said, okay, this is it. Right? I was 17 years old. Taking the garbage out, oh, and yeah. that's the big moment of insight. <laughs> yeah. It, well, was, I, it I was interesting, though. It I think like, of well, St. Augustine in the Confessions <laughs> talking about how stealing a pear from yeah. a neighbor's orchard filled him yeah. with this conviction oh. of, of the wrong he could do. That's so right. exactly. And it, it, was, it was quite the major moment for me. But something really major, something happened to me at that time. It, it, after that day, I started to think back to that time when I was 10 years old. And I was going, hmm. And, and in the meanwhile, when, before I, when I was 10 until I was a teenager, um, 17, my, um, my elders in the community were calling me which means praying boy, right? And then as I was growing older, until I was about 16, and he started calling me which means praying man. And it's different from um, which is the praying boss, which is what a priest is. And, and um, so how they knew that I have no idea, because I wasn't, didn't really tell anyone other than my grandfather, and he, I don't believe he ever went talking to people. But usually elders will give you a name. And if they see the gifting, perhaps, or, or something in you, right? And, and, and I think that that's what may have happened at this time. So it was, uh, so sometimes I'm not quite sure if that really, if that formed me or, or if that calling formed me, right? And um, it probably has bit of both. both, yes. So, so I was 17 years old continued to start praying and I, I felt that I was still the same but people started to notice right and and my friends started to notice pretty soon I didn't have that many friends and 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 then so I, I was kind of like we are today a bit self-isolated and so I, all I did was just stay at home and pray and read the scripture uh, for about a year and some and going to school and then finally, I had to, uh, we were asked to, to see what we wanted to do after graduation. And so I told my counselor this, and, and, and then he said, well, let's figure out how to do this then. And so apparently, and then he came back to me, he says, apparently you have to go talk to your priest first. And then your priest will talk to the bishop, and then the bishop will talk to you. And then he'll send you off somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so came to Winnipeg uh, after the, all of those steps. Bishop Allen at the time said, I don't want you to do the, the route that people are going, which was like there used to be a program called Train an Indian Priest. Yes, I remember, that was in the Diocese of Kiwaitin. Yes, and, and so I wanted to do that because I really didn't want to go anywhere. Um, I wanted to stay in my community or in, in a First Nations community. And, and Bishop Allen said, no, 
um, I, I, you need to go to university, get your BA, and then after that, get your theology under your belt as well. So I went, okay. Graduation came, and here I am in Winnipeg. Awful, evil place, I thought. Mm, um, I the big city. It. Oh, I hated it here. And the classes that I was, that I was taking um, were difficult because I've never had that level of learning before. In indigenous community, the, the, the classes aren't all that great to begin with, right? And, and so I was not prepared at all. And, and so the university level, it was, it was quite hard. And so I, I felt like God had come um, just to abandon me, right? It's, it really felt that way. And then I decided that I wasn't going to come back uh, again. I said, God, that's it. I'm not coming here again. Not only was it difficult to adjust to the new culture um, and, and, and the new place as well, you know, having my feet hurt because I've been walking around on concrete all the time, you know, it was really hard. And, and the, the other thing, too, is that there was a lot of racism that, that I experienced. And, and so that... All those combined, I just went back home to Norrie House after my first year of university and said, that's it. Well, God, as God will do, um, has other plans. So I came back down, really just knowing that this is where I'm supposed to be. But I was um, complaining the whole time. And I said, I, I don't know what you plan to do here, but God, that's, I'm done. Right, I don't want to go back to university. So, so it's a long, long story actually. So I'm trying to break it down into little bite-sized pieces. But the and then what happened was, somewhere along the way, God said, "I have to. You have to go back to where you were so that you can be healed, where you were broken." And and I went, "Oh goodness, right." So here I am in this city again and I'm looking for a job because I really didn't want to go back to university looking for a place to to work and I, and I had prayed I said God well you need to give me a job and you need to provide me a place to stay so the very first day that I got to Winnipeg I was walking by downtown and then this restaurant needed help and so I went in and they said yeah you're hired come tomorrow and, and then I got my my apartment <clears throat> About three days after that. Okay. Well. So it was like, okay, right? And so I'm going, okay, all right, then if this is it. But but God had been working on me. There were so many things that had happened in my past that weren't good. And so God needed to, to, to really work on those ones, right? And so I wandered around, just like the Israelites, through kind of like a desert kind of experience for many, many years. And then eventually I graduated from St. John's College and then I got, still continued to work until a time came about eight years ago now, yeah, when God said, it's time. It's time for you to get ordained and to do what I called you to do. That's when you were keeping company with us at St. Benedict's Table. That's right. And that's when I came. 
And we, we went through that period of yeah. discernment with some of the members of the community and affirmed yeah. and affirmed and affirmed. Yeah. And and it was, I mean, it had been, I, I, I felt that I had had surgery, major surgery, um, for the longest time. There were so many things that that God was just rooting out and and trying to change and and then I found that after that I found and I was thinking back to when I first came to Winnipeg and now I just I love this place. I you know, I don't think there really is any place that I would rather live. And and I really wanted to go back and, and to a First Nations community, but I don't really believe I think God had other plans. And, and I think that this was the place. And so I feel that that I needed to be broken first in order for me to be built up. That God would, would build up the pieces and, and that this was going to be God's job and not Vincent Solomon's, right? In order for me to be effective, I believe, in, in the ministry that I have. And so here I am uh, in this office, um, being the urban indigenous ministry developer for the diocese. Um, something that I really didn't want to begin with, Bishop. Seems um, to be the story of your ministry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, but but Bishop Don was very adamant and relentless, and so uh, eventually, after the third time, I said okay, and because uh, I really had a job that I really enjoyed, I was working for. MCC at the time. Mennonite Central Committee, yeah. Yes, and then before that I was working for uh, St. James School Division. So here I am, and I. one of the things that really ha- God has been preparing me for, I think, is is for me to be able to know my own spirituality, my own, that is my, my ancestor spirituality, the Cree people, relearning what I was being taught when I lived in Nora House, and and how these, these teachings, as well as the teachings from Scripture, combine and where the connecting dots are, right? And, and so because of that, I think I have been able to, to speak into indigenous, at least the urban indigenous people's lives, because it is here that, that people are starting to figure those out and work those through, right? But in Winnipeg, Epiphany Indigenous uh, Anglican Church was... was started on that basis and so we are having a wonderful time theologizing and and working through uh, our um, space and even in how the the space is all set up and and the images that we have around us and working through those theologically so that we don't have pictures or or anything just for the sake of it but rather that there is a reason why it's like that, and why we worship the way that we do, and and it's been it's been wonderful. It's been it's been beautiful, but it's also been very challenging. We get a lot of, um, um, well, at least I get a lot of phone calls and um, from people wanting to talk to me, and a lot of them say what you're doing is not is not right, right, and this is wrong, and. Um, and probably a long time ago, I would have been, I would have come from that place. And I, I would have been one of those people that said, you know, you really should stop doing this. This isn't God's will, right? 
But if it wasn't for that time, um, 10, 10, 11 years ago, when God said to me, when did I ever ask you to stop being Cree? Right? That really just changed my whole outlook. And, and it seems like God has been pointing out all of the wonderful places in which my, my teachings, my, my ancestors' teachings fit. And how we really did have the scripture without having the scripture. Right? Adrian Jacobs said to our, uh, our class a couple yeah. of weeks ago that you are co-teaching. Yeah. You know, for him, those traditions are like the Old Testament. Yes, yes. But and a lot of them too are, are even New Testaments, you know, like the Southern Sacred Teachings are all New Testament. The TP Teachings are all New Testament. Even all of the creation stuff is all New Testament. And it's, it's like you can see it from the very beginning all the way to the end, right? Yeah. It fits, and I, I think it's just a beautiful place to be. Now that you've found a, a good home in Winnipeg and the pavement doesn't feel quite so <laughs> hard on your feet. I have calluses now. <laughs> I, uh, I have heard you refer to Norway House as one of the most beautiful places oh, in the world. Yes. So deep affection for there as well. I do. I still have a connection there. Yeah. I, I feel that it is still my home. It's my homeland. It, I mean, that, that probably doesn't make that much sense for some people. But I still feel like I'm sometimes alien to this place, right? And, and that my, my real home is, is up there. It will always be the place that yeah. you are from. Yeah. Vincent, thank you so much. Okay. This has been lovely to hear. Good. I know it's a compacted version. <laughs> yes. But, There's uh, so many things I left out there. <laughs> that's all good. Yeah. Thank you for your story. Okay. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table from our Lenten series for 2020. Please do consult the show notes for links and more information and visit our website to access other podcasts more directly related to the current pandemic a conversation with the primate of the Anglican Church of Canada a reflection by Bishop Jeff Woodcroft of the Diocese of Rupert's Land as well as other rich material thank you for listening I'm Jamie Howison